a CTO is a business role. I don't know if you disagree with this. You probably do. I'm telling you a CTO is a business role with a budget to build teams that deliver technologies that grow revenues. From Seven CTOs, my name is Etienne De Bruin, and you're in the CTO studio. Today, I'm going to sit with us a little bit on the role of CTO, often referred to as what is a CTO. Anybody who talks about chief technology officers is inevitably faced with what is the role, how is it measured, do I need a CTO? What does a CTO need to do? How do I write the job description? And I figured since I am in the CTO business, since I like to develop and grow and nurture CTOs, I want to sit with this with you for a little bit. When I started seven CTOs about nine years ago, I was invariably faced with that question right out the gate. Who am I helping? What do seven CTOs sitting around a table talking to each other, what does it look like? Back in those days, it was a, a bunch of white dudes. Super happy to say it's not that anymore at seven CTOs. Diversity numbers are rapidly increasing. But the challenge of defining the role in order to hire for it, in order to performance manage it in terms of knowing when is it a good fit when isn't it a good fit and first thing I tried to do was define a little quadrant tried really hard actually it's a super viral video in CTO land on YouTube what is the role of a CTO and you'll see a younger version of me with a rather contorted face agonized through the four things that I saw as super important so it was four T's and it was technology no surprise. Team, no surprise. Tooling and timing. So I was making videos, sharing with people and working hard at trying to conflate the role of CTO to those four things. Build a team, build the tools, build a tech and be aware of timing. That was probably my favorite one, which was timing. After a few years in the role, especially in seven CTOs, as I was talking to more and more CTOs, I upgraded the four T's quadrants and I created the S's quadrant. I actually really love this one and it really has formed the basis of a lot of my thinking around what the CTO is responsible for. So the four S's are shield. So as a CTO, we shield our organization from imminent threats internal threats, external threats, threats to our technology, threats to our ideas. See that as a really important part of the role of CTO. And then secondly, stretch. I love it when CTOs are stretching out their organizations, both horizontally and vertically, and making a difference in how the organization views their budgets in terms of hiring proactively challenging some of the preconceived ideas and just being an agent of thinking differently and expanding and stretching out the organization. The third S is speed. So 
emphasizes the fact that the CTO needs to speed up delivery wherever they can, however they can. Technology delivery, efficiency, people, technologies. I just think that encompassing speedy delivery into everything we do is essential. And then the fourth S is sales. This, to me, embodies the cross-functional impact collaboration, working together with other departments, especially sales, in order to increase revenues. So shield the organization from existential threats internally and externally. Stretch out the organization with design thinking, organizational design. Speed up technology delivery. Always do the best you can to be as efficient and productive as possible. And then work with the cross-functional teams to increase sales. Sales really a banner of uh, everything we do to make customers happy to the point where they will pay us some money. The challenge with all of this is that I think I just landed at the fact that being a CTO is a little more complicated. The T's and the S's and the quadrants and the triangles and the circles. Trying to build a mental model for the role of CTO, I think after eight years, I just arrived at the conclusion that being a CTO is complicated. You have issues of technologies, founders, hiring, contractors, negotiations, work weeks, Google, AWS, organizations, budgets, fairness, equity, security, passwords, partnerships, emails, term sheets. I mean, there's just so much going on in today's technology company that Trying to say that it's a quadrant or a triangle or a circle or a seesaw or a swing set or a grotto is futile. My thinking is heavily shaped by systems thinking. And so I arrived at the conclusion that ultimately any person who is a leader inside of a company is leading inside of a complex system. So Let's take a look at systems. Systems consist of elements, elements that are in relationship or there are relations between them. And if it's an ordered state, a new level of organization emerges. It's also called emergence. And that system takes on properties that aren't necessarily extrapolated from the elements. It respects the fact that those Elements are in a relationship that just creates a new level of organization and behavior. Complex systems are sort of multidimensional, interconnected layers of systems. So many, many elements on many different scales, all affecting one another on different levels. So as you're listening to this, you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense. A company is complicated, lots going on, departments affecting each other. Well, complex systems would assert that the complexity is exponentially larger than that. So there are departments, there are systems, computer systems, there are processes, then there are relationships between people, there are groups within groups, and it's really an insanely complex system that you're inside of couple things to look at for complex systems. I'll just maybe talk you through two or three characteristics. Complex systems are self-organizing. So you can't isolate one component or one system from another. 
They all interact with each other. They all interact with their environment. And so you can't reduce the whole thing to one level. And so I think with trying to come up with quadrants and triangles and all these things, you know, that's essentially what I was trying to do is I think even just writing down a job description, depending on how you write that, it's really trying to isolate the role. And my thinking is that it's, there's a super different and exciting way to think about this. Second characteristic, which I want to emphasize, is that complex systems are nonlinear. So if you have a system and you bring in another system that doesn't necessarily equal the sum of the two systems. So that's, I guess, could be easy to understand. Systems are nonlinear in that, you know, one plus one does not equal two. The thing to think about here is that complex systems have feedback loops and those feedback loops can cause sudden and instant changes in the system, completely unpredictable, sometimes called the butterfly effect, where something happens in one system that just has unspeakable or incomprehensible effect on systems around it. And then that in turn has effect on systems around that. So systems do not behave in a way where we can predict necessarily what the impact of one system on another one would be. So then the third one I want to talk about is the fact that systems adapt and that they are autonomous. So if there's no central coordination, in other words, there's no central figure telling people what to do in a predictable way in the fact that they will respond in a discrete way, systems will adapt. So they will adapt without that central coordination and synchronize and switch and change. Think of it as each element having sort of an if-then-do characteristic. If they see this, then they do that. Or if this happens, then that happens. Each human has a survival mechanism or a way to navigate this life that is an imprint on their own being that, you know, you simply cannot account for. And so within that system, there's adaptation and there's autonomy on your own actions. So the idea is that our companies are complex systems, Maybe not too hard for you to get that as you're listening to this, which is there are cycles, cycles of entropy, systems breaking down, being built back up. There's synchronization, there's organization. And really, my mind's sort of blown by the fact that we really are all inside of complex systems inside of our companies. So with this thinking and with this paradigm, I went back to thinking about, well, what is a CTO? I think I have an interesting way to think about it. So bear with me. I might read this two or three times, but I wrote this down. So we bring elements into relationships that self-organize into systems that are interdependent with other systems that all interact with an environment which demands new levels of organization as more components are being put together. I can't wait to see that on a job description or something. So let's just think about that. As our companies are scaling and as things change, we bring elements into relationships. Now, it's not too hard to understand. What we then have to understand is that those elements will self-organize into systems. And this can happen in the most unexpected ways. You, you simply cannot predict that. 
these systems are then interdependent with other systems that all interact within an environment. So I'm not just talking about customer service interacting with sales, interacting with the devs, interacting with QA. I'm talking about the elements from within those departments that interact in new and organized ways that you just simply cannot predict. Systems are generally contained within an environment. So in this case, the environment could be growth of the customer base. It could be change in leadership. It could be new funding. And so with that interaction and with the growth of those systems, there is a demand for new levels of organization as more components are being put together. So let's look at that new levels of organization as more components are being put together. So maybe this isn't too hard to grasp. Hopefully you're cruising with me on this. But in all my conversations with CTOs, and it's probably been thousands, and I'm not even exaggerating because I started this company 10 years ago. That was seven CTOs. Even before that, I was a CTO and talking to people. And so what are these components that are being put together? What are the new components that demand new levels of organization? So we came up with two things that lead to systems getting more and more complex. First one is people, and the second one is money. So people being whatever functional roles they're in, the hiring of them, the nurturing of people, the interactions, the planning, the projects, the processes, all the things that people are involved with. And then, of course, money. So I'll say in all my years of doing seven CTOs, the most terrified I see CTOs is when they land a round of funding and they have to spend money faster than they can breathe. I always find it interesting how CTOs seem to be optimized for doing more with less. And in this case, when money gets added, people get unhappy. So I gave you sort of the complex systems version of what we do as leaders inside of companies. We respond to new components being added to our systems that demand new levels of organization. So let me make this more clear in terms of what is a CTO's role. A CTO is a business role. I don't know if you disagree with this. You probably do. I'm telling you a CTO is a business role with a budget to build teams that deliver technologies that grow revenues. So I want to leave that with you in terms of what is the role of a CTO. The role is to be responsible to the business by spending its money to build teams that deliver technologies that grow revenues. I hope this message finds you well. I want to talk about how we've developed something called CTO Levels. I think I will let you go for now and thank you for listening.